I guess this is us. We're on. This is uh, Rolling Toe again on uh, August 4th of 2022. Is it the 4th? Yeah. With Kevin and Mike Beckett. And we're, yes, tomorrow's the 5th. I know tomorrow's the 5th. Why do I know that? Why? It's my wife's birthday. Oh, you better keep track of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're starting another day of... uh, uh, the Rolling Toe Show, and enjoying the just beautiful August weather of uh, the middle of America. Yeah, it's uh, not quite ninety today for a high. For a high, it's not a bad day. Feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite humid either. No, no, today's pretty good. Yesterday was blazing hot, but today's pretty yeah. good. It, it'd be okay. It's <laughs> August. All right. Yeah, and. Uh, Although we do like to talk, uh, this is also a call-in show, and the call-in show number is 855-950-3835 for anybody that has any questions about tires, handling. That's it. That's it. That's all you can call about. I don't do vibrations. No. <laughs> I don't know nothing about no engines. No. Air conditioning's not my job. No, nope. we stay away from that stuff. Uh, plumbing, I used to do some of that. The music that you listen to while you're driving, we cannot help you. No. Um, no. <laughs> the, uh, and speaking of things that I wouldn't touch, but one of our shops did, last week, Martin Galvan down in Florida and his son worked on an 83 Eagle bus. A bus. An ex-Continental Trailways bus. Torsion bar suspension. Wow. It took him five and a half hours. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, he he called me up and said, uh, what, what can you suggest? And I said, run, don't walk, run away. <laughs> and he did it anyway. He did it anyway. Apparently successfully. So that's cool. Yeah, so in 83, yeah. this was what, converted to an RV? Yeah, they completely gutted the interior and made it into a big RV. Yeah. yeah. Well, must have looked and driven just like... Uh, it looks pretty good from the outside. The picture's really, you know, it's yeah. nice, you know. But, boy, spending that kind of money on a bus that's 40 years old? Yeah. I had uh, a not a slightly outside of a market question. Uh, somebody had a F-350... That had been T-boned, mm-hmm. and it, it looked fine, but the frame was clearly bent. It was not driving straight, mm-hmm. and uh, the body shop's recommended solution was remove the body, replace the frame, put the body back on, and you'll be fine. <clears throat> but with a, a F three fifty with a nearly hundred thousand miles on it, why are you doing this? Just drive it crooked. <laughs> I got I got the same problem with a lot of things people want to spend money on. Of course, right. uh, to me, a boat is a hole in the water you throw money in. Right. Right? But people really like their boats. So they do. you can't argue with it. Nope. If that's where you're going to put your money, that's where you're going to put your have money. Have a great time and enjoy yourself. Yes. We do have a couple of questions that have come in. We One do? of them is about alignment. You mean I got to work? Well, if you call it that. Oh, if you call it that. That's true. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, this uh, alignment is from St. Augustine, so Florida. Yes, we'll see what's up. Hello, Florida. How are you guys? Mike, this is Rocky. <clears throat> hey, Rocky. Hey, Rocky. What's up? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're uh, I was calling in. I, you were talking about that bus. That was me and my boy that did that the other day. That well, 83 bus. I had yeah, it mixed up with yeah. Martine. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> credit where yeah. credit wasn't due. Yeah. All right. Well, this thing here, uh, I'll probably do a couple of more of his, but I'm not doing any others. <laughs> that thing was something <laughs> else. Uh, but luckily, that guy, he at his dad's place, his dad built this bus. Uh, oh, wow. had never had seats in it from Trailways. It was one of their buses, oh, yeah. but it never had seats in it. And he converted these things to RVs <laughs> and did nice. amazing work. All the upholstery, everything interior on them. And uh, they raised no, no, the no, no. cup. Yo, no, I'm, I'm confused. Hold on. I'm confused. This bus was built in 1983. Yep. Was it an RV from 1983 on, or has it just been sitting waiting for this opportunity? It had sat until 87 when they bought it, brand new, zero miles on it. Okay. Okay. Uh, it had no miles on it, and there was nothing but a plywood floor in this thing. Didn't even have seats uh-huh. in it from, from Trailways. Right. But, uh, so they had cut this thing at the floor level from the front to the back and raised it 11 inches to get a little more ceiling height. And then uh-huh. built the interior of this thing. It's uh, it was quite a project. Quite a project. But all the suspension stuff, he'd been replacing. And nobody makes this stuff anymore. But there's some boneyards right. around, I guess. He's been able to get some. And he had to put a tie rod in this thing. And uh, yeah. he could not find one the right length anywhere. So he had to take one that was longer, cut it, weld it in the middle, and hope he was close. It, yeah. was, uh, it was an experiment. Uh, man, everything in the front end is just very weird on the things, and, and the rear suspension also. That, uh, yeah. That's a crazy, crazy design. Crazy well, design. Well, these are the experiences that make your life uh, worth living. Right, right. It was <laughs> yeah, fun. I mean, it was, parts of it were aggravating, but uh, it was an experiment. I you know, never worked on any of them things, and I'm sure there's a bunch of us that haven't. But right, uh, right. you know, it, it, it was an experience. We learned. My, my, you know, my fourteen-year-old boy was like, "This thing is crazy." I said, "Well, in fifty years, you'll know what you're doing with one of these things." But I'm no longer here doing it. You know, <laughs> somebody right. brings one to you. Yeah. So they've been using yeah. it as an RV since '87. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It took them about three years to build the interior, and then they've been just using it as an RV. And his dad had, that's what he did. He had built about 30 of these. He passed a year ago. But uh, he had built about 30 of these con- conversions from old buses to uh, to RVs. Right there in his mm-hmm. barn. All the upholstery work, everything. That's crazy. Now, this is the kind yeah. of the thing a, a country western star would be driving around the country and doing shows out of. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Nice. And, and the... And the belly, you know, like the Greyhounds and all the, the belly, all them big doors is right, for the luggage right. and all that. They took an old, what was that thing, uh, uh, Fiat. They uh-huh. cut like a foot and a half out of this Fiat and narrowed the back, did all kind of body work, made it a three-seater, 
and made it where it fit in the belly of the bus. So when they get to the races and all that Talladega and stuff, they had a little car. <laughs> and it fit in the belly. Yeah. It's the sitting in the belly. Yeah, the, the car still runs. It's sitting over there in the barn. The ignition switch had burned up in it, and the thing caught on fire one night. But uh, <laughs> So they got to do a little work to this thing. Luckily, it wasn't under the bus when it caught on fire. Yes, so, yeah. yes. Well, it's this is an here. example. This is an example of what I talk about when I, people say, well, I got 30 years worth of experience. Well, do you have 30 years yeah. worth of experience, or do you have one year worth of experience 30 times? So this is, this right. is part of expanding experience. experience. Yeah, expanding yeah. your your horizons and your vision. Right. Yeah. 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 So it, it was a fun project. It was. Uh, it was. That's why when I when he called me about that thing, when I called you, hey, what are you doing yeah. on these things? It's uh, yeah, pretty weird looking stuff, you know. But we were. Able, I didn't have to call you. We were able to figure it out. And got things adjusted that's and awesome. moved. And the uh, the crazy awesome. thing with those bogies, you got to take the wheels off and the spindle actually detaches from the axle. Mm-hmm. And it's got these, uh, they're like a full moon, you know, full circle shim with the six bolt holes right. in it. Like, right. a, you know, and, and these shims he had, oh, I had to buy used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He bought these shims for 300 bucks a piece and he bought like a 10 or 12 pack of them. What's different wow. thicknesses okay. just to have them because he didn't know what he would need to get those bogeys wow. set. And very, very, yeah, I think they would have been. Yeah, yeah, he had them. He, he had had them for six months or so. He, he started hunting to try to find those things because he knew we were going to need them. Mm-hmm. So, or whoever did the alignment because none of us carried anything like that. So, right. Yeah. So the suspension on that, as I recall, is all torsion bar. Is that right? It's all torsionistic. These things in the rear end are like well, in the front end too. It's like a five foot long thing, eight ten inches in diameter with like a two-inch tube in the middle of it, full of rubber. Yep. It's like a steel, yep. and then in the back also. It was uh, very weird. And the alignment on the back is like a torque rod, mm-hmm. but at the back of the axle, it goes through this little housing with two, uh, four two-and-a-half-inch nuts on it, uh, two on each end of it, and the end of this thing is threaded. So, and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the torque rod is like six feet long that goes up in front of a bogey axle. Yep. So you have to loosen yep. both sides and get the rear axle, the drive axle, to move the way you want it to go. And then get everything tightened back up and, and everything. you got to tighten it all up because if you move the bus without it, it'll rock around in that hole that it goes right. through, that little housing. So you got to right. lock it all back down, move it, do your adjustments. and So nowhere right. No spring nope. ride, torsion nope. bar, all torsion, nope. all torsion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and everything under this bus is angle iron. Oh, he said it rides like a dream. Yeah, smooth. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. real smooth riding. But yeah, we we cool. got her, we got her done, man. And uh, he was happy as could be with it. Went and got him some new steer tires on it, and uh, he's heading up there. Heading to Northern Virginia this weekend for a bluegrass thing with that bus. So, yeah, awesome. so some great people, and it was a great, awesome experience. So, all right. Yeah, so now, if you want another experience, Rocky, another experience, yeah. you need to look into doing the big cranes, oh. link belts, and the groves with 
six axles to retire as yeah. tall as you are that all steer. That, that'd be the next yeah. step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I actually had one of those. Uh, I've done a five axle, a couple of them for ring power down here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, with only good. two axles that steered, the two front ones steered. Right. And then right. one of our big crane companies here had one with, was there seven axles on that? And the yeah, tires are like eight feet tall, you know, big, big old tires. Yeah, yeah. And almost yeah. every axle, every axle on this thing turned, if I remember right, except for the rear one. And every hydro, you know, hydraulic on both sides to make them steer. Mm-hmm. And everything that, that thing was a battle. I had to go down to the, the to the metal store and get me some uh, sixty inch long C channel and make little clips to hang on for getting a toe on them because you know and things were just yep. so big. Yeah, yep. and that was like an all yeah. that was a day that was a day and then some project getting that thing right. Yep, was, but, uh, but, but for the price of the tires, for the price of the tires and getting that thing to drive down the road in one lane, it's worth the effort. Yeah, eight thousand dollars worth of tire at each position, seven axles. Yeah, fourteen times eight. I'd say you got almost a hundred thousand dollars worth of tire on that thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That are crazy expensive, and uh, yeah, that thing took it. It was a full day thing for me messing with it, mm-hmm. and then some. So, but yeah, it was a job. It was an experience. Well, that's good. So, that's yeah. good. I'm glad to hear. But it. I yeah, thought I'd give you a quick shot real quick, and I appreciate you guys. I'm getting ready to go to check out a Volvo here in about 20 minutes that has a vibration problem from 45 to 60 and shaking all over. Three-year-old I don't know, nothing, I don't know nothing about no vibrations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, man, I, I had springs done. I had kingpins done. I've done this. I've done that. I said, why? It's three-year-old, four-year-old truck. You know, right. he says, well, I'm just trying to find a problem. It's been this way since new. I said, well, let me look at it. Let's see what I can find right. on the end or somewhere. So you guys well, you have a great day, buddy. It. Yep. All right. Stay All right. cool. Thanks for calling. Yeah, bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was good of him calling Rocky. straight down. I thought it was Martin, but it was Rocky. It was Rocky. Yeah, well, those cool. two guys in northern Florida. Yep. Kicking yep. around lots and lots of business. All right. Nice. We got one more. This one's not from Florida. This one's from Texas. Well, let's talk to Texas. Uh, Texas with the, uh, I'm assuming, white-based singles. Howdy. I'm Howdy. in Texas too. So um yeah. what's the what would be the weight difference between two aluminum wheels, you know, dual tie assembly and one aluminum wheel with a wide single? What would be the weight difference? Approximately I don't know. It's not it's not great. It's much greater between steel wheels and one aluminum. If you went from steel duels to aluminum super single, the difference is 100 pounds. Right. So it's oh, less okay. than 100. It's like 50 pounds probably. Yeah. So not position. a lot. Yeah. No, not really. Now you can lose enough weight to... You if know. you carry two less cases of beer in the cabin. Right. Right, right. <laughs> or, or go to a gym three extra times a week. You'll get rid no, of that's, that. not if you, that's not happening. If you, <laughs> took, if you took 50 pounds of air out of the tires, you'd save 100 pounds. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm positive just, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'll take 100 pounds out of the tires. That'll save two There right. we go. Yeah. yeah. That's got to improve your fuel economy a ton. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, easy, that was an easy solve. Okay, that, that's yeah. all I needed to know. Right. All Thank right. You. you bet. Okay, bye. All right, bye. 
That's from the old joke where the trucker pulls into the scale and he's 400 pounds over. So he goes out and lets 25 pounds of air out of each tire. Come on. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Well, so we had a couple of good calls. So we got a, uh, that's about it for right now. But uh, if anybody else does have any questions or problems or uh, experiences or Whatever is going on, we've got a call in number of 855-950-3835. And I'm getting ready to go on a road trip. Oh, you are. Two weeks from now, Mm -hmm. I'm climbing the car, and the wife and I are going to drive 5,000 miles over a month. Right. Now, there's there's plenty of people we're talking to right now that are doing that every Every week. Month, every week. Every week. So I'm, but, I'm but, you're, but they're all in in uh, 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 large trucks with sleepers. You're doing this in a what? A Prius. A Prius. <laughs> so <laughs> look at look at this. Look at this. I'm going to go five thousand miles with the wife. Mm-hmm. We may or may not be talking to each other by the end of the trip. We'll see. And I figure at forty-seven miles to the gallon, which is what the Prius does. Yeah, it's going to take me a little over a hundred gallons of fuel to do five thousand miles. Yeah, I've never done that before. No, and and even with the prices, I figured an average of five dollars a gallon, and prices going down right now. Right, five dollars a gallon it only costs me five hundred bucks for fuel for this trip. That's pretty amazing compared to what a trucker has to pay. I really feel bad compared to what my truck would do. Yeah, your pickup truck. If I if I took the company truck, I. Yep. Cost me a lot more, but in either case, we're going to drive up to St. Cloud, Minnesota, from Des Moines up to St. Cloud, and then we're going to drive to uh, Dickinson, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and then we're going to drive to um, someplace up in Montana. I can't ever remember the name of that town. Bozeman, Bozeman. That's it, Bozeman. And then we're going to drive to Kennewick, Washington. Those are going to be the stops. We're not not speed driving, All right? No. Seven hours to Portland. And then we're going to drive on down into Vancouver, Washington. Ah, the other side. North of the river. And I'm going to spend two days in Portland doing training seminars for Continental. One is going to be at Pape Kenworth, and the other one is going to be at a Penske location. Uh And my sister's going to fly up from San Diego and meet us in Portland. And my wife are going to tour around Portland area for two days while I'm working. And then we're going to drive down the coast highway from Astoria, Oregon, all the way down the coast, through San Francisco, through the Redwoods, through Big Sur, all the way down to San Diego, and then have a family reunion for the Labor Day weekend. Right. And then drive to Flagstaff, Arizona for my wife's family reunion. And then we're going to drive back home the southern route. The southern route through... uh Texas, Kansas, Texas. Texas, Kansas, and angle it up that way. Okay. All right. Well, we've got another call coming. Oh, so you want me to shut up? That would be a great idea. You don't want to talk about the only way we're going to get Mike to shut up about this trip is to have call. Thank you very much. I will shut 855-950-3835. And Matt here has a question also about wide singles. Okay. Hello, Matt. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah, so I can answer the question. I weighed my truck and trailer when I swapped over to wide singles. Yeah. I had 22.5 
duals that were completely wore out. Yeah. So put brand new tires on. I mean, they're probably a couple pounds there, but obviously yeah. a truck scale is 20 pound increments. Uh-huh. So eight aluminum to uh, the four wide singles. I lost 480 pounds on the truck. The trailer had 24, five tires on it or wheels. And, um, mm-hmm. I lost 500 pounds there. <laughs> so from aluminum to aluminum, you still lost a hundred pounds per position. Per, and that correct. was going from worn out duels. Yeah. Which is about 50 pounds of rubber per tire. Yeah. That I don't know. That's pretty yeah, good. It's, I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So if you had okay. steel wheels, I'm thinking it's quite a bit more. More than greater. Okay. So the number yeah. I've had in my head for years of going from steel to aluminum at 100 pounds is really from aluminum to aluminum is about 100 pounds. Right. So steel to aluminum right. is probably 150 yeah. to 200. Okay. That's good information. I appreciate that. Now, yep. did you did You're you welcome. fuel up the truck between the two, or was it the same amount of fuel? No, it's. Uh, I did it at home, and the feed store in town is three miles, so I put on six miles from the first way okay. to the second way. And on the way to or from, did you add more beer or less beer to your sleeper? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this was quite a few years ago. I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Well, you have yourself a good day. Well, if it was light beer, it would have been less weight. Yeah, yeah. If you went from the yep. regular beer to the light beer. Bud light. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. All right. All righty. All Thanks right. for calling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, the, the, the light beers. The light. T- so if you get light tires. If you get tires that are half worn, yeah, you can reduce your weight. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if you take a regular twenty two five low pro tire mm-hmm. and you go from full tread to worn out. I wonder how much weight that rubber is. I had understood it was fifty pounds of rubber. You think so? That's what I. That's uh, somebody told somebody me that told once. That at one time, uh, in a red shirt and a white beard some time back that there's 50 pounds of rubber that you're pushing off of the tire and that's the the difference between you know a, a, a full tread and a half yeah. and a yeah. not tread yeah. some guys with a white beard and a, and a red shirt <laughs> damn I don't remember that conversation you, had, you had had this conversation and it was that was the, the point being that 50 pounds of rubber that you're pushing off over a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand miles that's the that's uh, the fuel consumption difference between a well-aligned and a poorly aligned vehicle. Huh. Fifty pounds of rubber scraped off your tire with using the road over between one hundred or two hundred thousand miles. Uh-huh. So that's why we just don't see a fuel change when you have a well-aligned vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All it was doing was this yeah. to the steer tires. Yeah. Okay. Well, at fifty pounds. Uh, times eight drive tires mm-hmm. is 400 pounds, right? Yeah. Okay. And and drive tires may have more rubber than steer tires. Well, they do. Yeah. They do. But see, since I can't remember that conversation, and I don't <laughs> remember that statistic, I can't remember if I was talking about drive tire weight or steer, or steer tire. tire weight. Or is it just uh, an average? Or if I was just 
pull it out of my ear and it's all you might have pulled it out of your ear but you've worked with enough tire companies i'm pretty sure they gave you that step i, I would have gotten it from somebody even mm-hmm. if it was off the internet and i believe everything that i see on the internet <laughs> so who knows okay well that, that's yeah, cool all right yeah very good yeah no calls nope nothing new uh, uh if anybody does have any questions about tires or wants to hear mike pull numbers out of his ass uh, the number is 855-950-3835-2921. That's the number that you pulled out of your That mind. was the number that just came out. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it relates to, but there yeah. it is. <laughs> 24. 24. That's my number. Oh, wait. Uh, what I'll was the it. one in, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? 42? Uh, 42. 42. 42 was the number. The answer to all the questions in the universe. Well, no, to a specific question. But we don't know what the question is. We don't know what the question is. I got it. Okay. 42. Never mind. All right. Well, anyway. Anyway. um, Uh, No, don't talk about that trip. And what are you guys going to be doing while I'm gone? Managing the store. Trying to keep the place open. Right here, keeping the doors open, selling yeah. equipment, building it. We're getting more and more repairs lately. We had a we had a repair come in the other day mm-hmm. from a guy we haven't talked to since he bought the equipment in 2005. Right. And they sent it in because it wouldn't quite work right anymore. And he, and he originally says, well, I guess I need to buy a new one. And I said, well, what's wrong with it? Well, it won't turn on. And so he sent it in. And we went through it, and it was a four hundred dollar repair instead of a four thousand dollar new unit. Uh, seven thousand dollar new unit. Yeah, seven thousand dollars. Let's not sell them for four. Oh, no, that's all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, he was kind of surprised that you know, yeah, we can fix this. It's not that big a deal. I said, "How often do you use it?" He says, "Every day." Every day. <laughs> Since two thousand five, seventeen years worth of. Uh, Every day. And all it needed was a couple of switches and two new battery packs. Yeah. Just the electricals. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the lasers were good. That's good. Yeah. Because let's see. They hold up well. So, in any case, um, which is kind of funny, you talk about our competitor alignment equipment. <laughs> we could talk about that. $60,000. It's been about five years since I got these numbers, but the last time I heard, they average about $3,000 a year in maintenance costs right. and have an expected life of seven years. Right. And that doesn't talk about the updates. No, no. We're not talking about updates. No. Uh, renewed specs. They have to have specs for all the different trucks, all right. the different years, every different axle, different specs for everything. And so they have to get updates every year and have to pay three dollars or $4,000 for the updates. And we use the same spec that we developed in 1997 and they're all the same. Well, roughly all the same. I don't understand. There's that. there's there's small adjustments you might want to make, again based on performance. Yeah, but it's minors. But the 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 thing though is that they get those numbers that you pay all that money for to align your vehicle in precisely the way that it's supposed to be aligned, and it gets on the road and it drives just as bad as it did before you bought it in. Shocking. Well, what do you do? Oh, well, do Einstein's theory. Keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I don't insanity. think that's Einstein. That's called insanity. That's something else. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> insane <laughs> theory. Yes, I'm insane. <laughs> All right. Now, if anybody wants to not talk about 
insane theories. The number to call to talk about something else is 855-950-3835. If you don't talk about that, then what we're going to end up saying is you should probably start yourself an alignment business if you cannot get your truck alignment. It's amazing how many people call in here all the time and say, I need to get an MD alignment. Mm -hmm. I've heard about you. I've tried the other stuff. It didn't work. I need an MD alignment. Where can I go? Well, and we'll, uh, we have a website and you have shops you can find on there. And they said, but we call the shops and it's two two weeks weeks out. Two weeks out. They're booked. We need more shops. Yes. There's not, there's not enough uh, people to do all the work that yes. America needs done right now. Yes. The and trucking industry, there's there's parts shortages. There's all sorts of problems. But the trucks that are running, well, alignment doesn't require a lot of parts. No. And those parts, we're not really short on. Well, if you, if you have to repair the truck, you need. But for an alignment, yeah. no. And, and so... You have to decide if you're going to do an alignment shop. Am I going to also do the repairs mm-hmm. or am I just going to do the alignments? And in our operation, we decide we're just doing the alignments. The right. repairs is done by somebody else and we have a relationship with the shop that's king mm-hmm. of doing it. They fix it. Well, they're two it. weeks out. They're two weeks <laughs> out on fixing it. <laughs> so there's your other question. I mean, it's possible, you know, for whatever customer you're working with that uh, being able to do the repairs would be very helpful for everybody involved. Well, and the fleets that do their own repairs. Yeah, they don't care. They can either go ahead and get an alignment machine or they can have a mobile guy come in and do their alignments. They'd rather have the mobile guy come in once you talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, but do you develop a relationship like Marshall over there at Fremont Contract Carriers, which he's been doing that their work for well over a decade. Oh, 20 years, maybe yeah. 25. Yeah. yeah. And just tickled pink to have them keep coming in and fixing their problems. Fix the truck, get the mile, quit worrying about it. Yeah. Okay, so no calls? No. No, there, wait, yes, yes, there is a call. There is a call? There's a call, so I suppose I should go ahead and pick it up as soon as this thing lets me. It. You have a computer that lets you? <laughs> yes, I, I am held off unless it, it lets me. And now it'll, it'll get, it gets me. I'm going to go ahead and pull this off. Hey, hello there. <laughs> we interrupted your screening. What's up? Well, I called a couple weeks ago. I got a Western Star tw- uh, 2021. Okay. And it rides like a lumber wagon. Yeah, it's called, a, it's made by Freight Shaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But my Freightliner rode a hell of a lot better than this thing. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. we took it into truck country in Kokona, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and we also took it into accurate alignment in Appleton, Wisconsin. Well, I know Appleton is, I know those aren't um, my type alignment shops, right? I don't think they are, no. It went to Appleton to be put on the shaker table. Uh-huh, I'm trying okay. to figure out yeah. what was going on. Uh-huh. They readjusted my ride height. I think I got over four and a half to five inches of gap between the bump stops. Now, uh-huh. it rides worse. <laughs> and, they, <Okay. laughs> 
And they're tell, okay, which one is it, the caster or camber we want low? I think it's caster on the steer axle. Caster on the steer axle. Yeah. Yes, this does have the Hendrix Sideride steer axle. Oh, okay. well, leave it alone. Can that adjust it? Yes, it can if somebody's wanting to. How much caster does it have? On the left side, 3.08, and on the right, 3.67. Yeah, there's, there's not enough there there. To, to it to change. Right. So when you hit a bump in the road or you hit that little gap in the road when you're going onto the bridge, do you feel the impact when the steer axle hits it or when the drive tires hit it? Both. Both. Yep. All right. The steer axle is like it's trying to dive down into the into the bridge, and yep. then uh, back back axle uh, just rebounds and completely yep. extends. Yeah. Um, what rear suspension do you have in that truck? The typical freight shaker. Yeah, the early. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm not a fan of that front air ride. And well, if, after 200,000 miles, I'm not either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Are you going to keep this truck a long time? Nope. No. Oh, well, then quit right. worrying about it. Sell it. <laughs> and when you get the next one, make sure you get a standard Lee Spring front axle underneath it. And we can do something with it. Okay, so there's nothing, like an nothing temporary we can do until it gets sold, though. <clears throat> we, we got the uh, Monroe heavy-duty adjustable shocks on the rears. That didn't help anything. Hmm. And then I keep blowing them out every three, four weeks anyway. Yeah. 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 Bl- blowing them out. Blowing the seals out and they leak. Yep. Uh, that's pretty quick. Yep. What, what, what happens? Let, let me let me talk about what happens. <clears throat> Years what ago, okay. they, were, they were changing school buses and they were going to air ride rear suspension and with a normal stack spring in the steer axle instead of a parabolic spring. So in other words, they took the stack springs out of the rear of the bus, put an air ride in it, and left the stacks in the front. Well, now the front was too stiff and the rear was too soft, so they would porpoise back and forth, front to back, front to back, and made them ride in porpoise. Then another, another, yeah, you've got an imbalance between the spring frequency in the front and the rear of that vehicle. Right. So you've got the same basic problem they had. And until the two front and rears get balanced to each other, you're not getting a good ride. And exactly how you're going to balance those. Well, that's well the only way I can balance it is it'd be to take the front air ride out from underneath that truck and put a spring, a parabolic spring suspension underneath. Mm-hmm. And that would, that would also yeah. mean replacing that axle. Yeah, I believe a couple months ago somebody was talking to Kevin Rutherford about that, and that's what they ended up doing. Mm-hmm. And it completely changed the quality of the ride. 
But yeah, my bro. boss, I already told my boss, order me a Volvo. So we're already in the process of getting me into a different truck. Okay, just make sure they don't buy an air ride front underneath that POS. You want parabolic springs, regular springs. Okay? Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I Very did, good. When this truck got ordered, I did not want the air ride front. Yeah. But our leading mechanic, in quotes, he's the one that changed the spec on it. Well, he probably thought he was doing you a favor. Right. I mean, I've got I've got better than 50% track record with this Aero Ride that people are satisfied with the way it drives. The Peterbilt, not not the same story. Right. Okay? Right. Okay. All right. So, basically, just wait for my new truck. That's what I would do. Yep. Yeah, there's too much. Uh, there's, just, there's nothing that's going to end up being a good answer. Okay. So stick a dynamite. All right. Have a good day. Oh, I'm <laughs> ready to do the dynamite. You too. Thank you for the call. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Yeah. I didn't want to... I was trying to think of why a, 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 an air relief in the front wouldn't balance with an air relief in the rear. Because the air relief clearly front. not. The air leaf in the front has got too much give. Yeah. And the air leaf in the rear is too stiff compared to the front. Right. And so you porpoise back and forth between the two of them. And that's got to, that, that somewhere in that has got to be the reason that he's going through shock so quick. Well, it's, yeah, the, the porpoising is just blowing him out. Right. Yeah. That's just crazy. <clears throat> well, buyer beware on that. Yeah, it's, it's going to look great, and then they're going to get it, and they're going to get this. Well, yeah. I, if you go all the way back to where in the eighties, mm-hmm. we were putting add-on airbags on the front ends, trying to soften the rides up. Right now, this was before we had parabolic springs. We had spring stacks, right? And spring stacks are stiff anyway, right? So we tried those air odds. Then Peterbilt came out with an air ride front suspension, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. It fell apart and it rode rough and it just handled terrible. And then other ones have come out over the years and I found none of them ride or handle correct. They're just too soft. Okay. So even the buses that we, we talked about that big torsion bar bus, right? Whereas air ride front buses and air ride rear buses and all of them slosh and sway around like a yacht oh great because in those markets the most important thing is to give a good ride for the cargo the people in the back need to be yeah when when 80 year old grandma's in the back right into the casino Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to be jolted around so they give up the directional control and stability for this nice soft ride. So grandma feels like she's in her lounge chair. Right. Okay. Well, when you take that and put it on a highway truck, that's running 150,000 miles a year and the guy needs directional control and stuff. They keep softening up the front to give them the ride and they give up the directional control and they leave the stiff in the back to carry the weight. And then the whole thing just beats itself to death. Right. And they never achieves what you thought it was going to. Well, there are some people, remember, this is all 
subjective opinion. Right. Some people climb into that truck that sways around and think, oh, this is great because I got a nice soft ride. Right. For their opinion, it's good. Other people think, no, it's terrible. So there's no empirical number that you can put on to say this will be right for everybody. Right. The only thing I was wondering about, I mean, plenty of Volvos out there and plenty of Freightliners have that front end mm-hmm. and do not have, especially a problem where the rear end is blowing out uh, shocks. Yep. Ever. But a Volvo rear suspension is different than a Freightliner rear suspension. Yes, it is. But, uh, is it, I was wondering if uh, it's a difference in length. Is it uh, just like a certain roads are terrible in my truck? But you get in a car and they're smooth as glass. The length of the truck, the distance between the front wheels and the first drive wheels Mm -hmm. determines the bridge. Right. And the differences in length of the bridge change the harmonic frequencies coming out of the vehicle, which changes all of that stuff too. Right. So you're you're just putting all kinds of variables in to try to figure out an answer for everybody. And there's, once you, you know, if if this worked for this Freightliner, maybe it's not going to work for this. Western Star, unfortunately. Exactly. And they may not have the same frames. Right. One might be built with a quarter-inch frame rail, the other's built with a three-eighths. One's double frame, one's not. Right. Too many variables. All right. We got a call here from a feller in Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. Good afternoon, fellas. Uh, got a quick question for you. Are you a cheesehead? Uh, um... I don't consider myself a cheesehead, but one could say I am. <laughs> okay, <laughs> given the fact I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, cool. I do eat a lot of cheese, probably more than, than, than right. normal American, right? Okay. Um, right? So I've got a, um, I run a little two-truck operation with my stepdad. And mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks back, he uh, had a drive tire issue on a rear um driver's side drive. Mm-hmm. So we got them in. They uh, threw a, a used one on. And uh, the following week, going through just about the same, close to the same area, he noticed uh, the truck kind of getting a little bit more violent of a shake. And I said, well, that's odd. Maybe we got a, a tire out around. I need you to, right. to go around the truck and take a look. And, and what he found we, we run hub covers, like slow blow hub covers. When we took the cover off, that, that drive axle that they actually did the repair on was missing four lug nuts and snapped one of the stems off of the hub. Woo! So, yeah. Uh, needless to say, I was a little pissed off about that because generally you get them retorqued after, you know, 150, 200 miles. He was 800 miles in and, and he was told to go and get it done. But Regardless. So here we are. They, they, that this company gets a new stem in, they get everything mounted up. The rim was the aluminum rim. The aluminum outer was damaged to the point where they had to put another rim on and all he had was steel. It's not a problem. It married up to another steel rim. Um, it was that the holes were, you know, created an egg shape after all that driving. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Mm-hmm. What he told my stepdad is that uh, there was more damage than that. He didn't have another hub there, but because the casing had been damaged slightly and there was a gap between the rim and that hub cover, that casing 
um, mm-hmm. that we should get it in as soon as possible to get it repaired. My question to you is, it, you know, we're, we're talking maybe an eighth of an inch or so um, mm-hmm. of, a, of a gap. My question mm-hmm. to you is, what is the importance there? Can, I, can we just do a true balance sleeve system on the hub and the, um, and the rim? To fix Absolutely. that, I mean, does it really play that? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, does it really play that critical role? I thought the lug nuts were to keep that wheel in position. No, the lug nuts on a unimount just has a flat washer and locks the wheels together. The stud does not center the wheel anymore. That center part of the hub that the center hole of the rim sits on is what's supposed to center it. And if that whole thing was moving, I could see where those flanges on the hub would be damaged and they're not centering the rim anymore. So moving to the true balance sleeves that stay on the truck, you put them on and you put the drum on, you put the wheels on, that damage to the hub becomes immaterial. Okay. Did we lose? Perfect. Nope. <laughs> I gotcha. Yep. Now the old All right. style Thank you, rims, the old style bud rims with a cone shaped nut that fit yeah. into a recess into the rim. Then the studs were centered, but the current ones don't do that. All right. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Excellent. You have a good day. All right. Another great question. Yeah, it was a good question. Legitimate question. We got lots of good questions. But he's a cheesehead. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But he was thinking right, which means he's not a cheesehead. He's a cheese gut. Cheese gut. Yeah. Eats lots of cheese. Eats the cheese. Don't think like a cheesehead. How does a cheesehead think? I guess I didn't place the difference. Well, I I mean, you think of a guy with a head made out of cheese. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Swiss cheese? Is it beer cheese? Is it Limburger cheese? You got a burger head? No, we won't go there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, how are we doing? Are we having a good day? We're doing all right. We got ten minutes left. Yeah. Uh, if we can get to that point, I don't know if we're going to. Um, we got a uh, about ten minutes to answer any questions you all got, and the number here is eight five five. Nine five zero three eight three five. At this point, I would take one vibration call, but I'm going to probably have to be the one answers it. I don't want a vibration vibration call. I don't know nothing about no vibrations. (laughs) We had a truck that I went down to Kentucky to take a look at. I think I told everybody about it before. It was a Mack dump truck with Mack drive axles. Right, and they had been fighting this truck. It's got forty thousand miles or so on it. It's a new truck. Terrible vibration. They'd been through all kinds of stuff, changed tires, done alignment, done this, done that. They asked me to come down and look at it. We went down and looked at it. We talked about all they'd done. And I said, in my opinion, there's a fight going on between the front and rear diffs. Mm-hmm. There's something in the gearing that's wrong. And and the Mac dealer had done everything they could, and they were kind of frustrated. And so I said, what I'd like to do is I'd like to take the short shaft drive shaft between the front and rear diff out, mm-hmm. lock the power divider, go for a test drive, and see if the fight's gone. All right. Well, apparently that power divider locking device is now computer controlled. And when it reaches 25 miles an hour, the computer kicks it out and won't let it lock anymore. All right. So they couldn't get the So they couldn't use a test drive. 
But when they took the short shaft out, they found a slider between the front and rear diff was locked up. It wouldn't slide and make it longer or shorter to make up for things that were going on while I was driving. Uh, so we thought maybe that was the problem. So I left, and they were going to put a new short shaft in it. They got the new short shaft, put it in, and it made no difference. No difference. But then in the meantime, Mac came in with a vibration analyzer system, and they put sensors all over the truck. Mm-hmm. And they drove it down the road, and they came back, and they said, there's a fight between the front and rear diff. <laughs> so at least we got to the point now where Mac has said, yes, this is a problem in the gearing. We need to find out what it is. Now, we don't know if it's a bearing that's locking up. We don't know if it's a gear that's wrong. We don't know We don't know what it is. We just know it's a fight in there. And they are working on it to try and get a result for the customer. Right. Vibrations, man. It, Sometimes. It can, it, can be, it can be the weirdest thing. You never know what it is. And so, right. And, and I can normally talk about setting pinion angles on Meritor or Detroit or Dana axles because I understand how they work. But this, Mac. the Mac, the drive shaft goes over the top mm-hmm. and everything goes straight down. So I don't know. I don't know how you say opinion angles. I don't That's up to them to figure out. That's something. They built it. I'm an alignment guy. Right. Okay. Right. All right. No well, calls? Uh, let's I, see. I vote that if we don't have a call, we go home. I'm pretty close to that. I've got a, uh, let's see. Have we got anything, any other topics of note. I know you've got a trip coming up. Let's not hear any more about that. About trip. Um, we've got a Uvalde thing coming up. Well, that's yeah. in October. We're going to go to Uvalde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then in, and then also the end of October, we're going to go to Dallas and do a couple of days. of right. One of us or both of us. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. Yep. Um, we're uh, we're we're going to do a little seminar for Continental, uh, uh, a Zoom session, sure. uh, the 18th of this month, two-hour deal for them and their customers, I guess. Uh, right before your trip, right the day before. Yeah, do a couple hours, jump in the car, <coughs> gone. Yep. Um, everything is fine as far as I'm concerned. I'm enjoying life. The summer's going good. Uh, right, I'm enjoying doing the hour-long. Uh, 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 just us uh, podcast again. It, it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we don't get interrupted by commercials like we did. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and we get to we get to talk amongst ourselves, and uh, Kevin yeah. doesn't have to be yeah babysitting us, and we don't have to listen to Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. He's okay. No, he's great. He's okay. He's a little weird, but he's okay. I do, right. I, I do listen. Okay. Now. You do listen. You listen. I was wondering. <laughs> so, are you going to be in Portland uh, around the twenty fourth of this month? Yep. Um, you know, I wanted to say yes, but uh, you would think if we're this close to my son's wedding, I should probably remember when it is. But I don't. I know it's coming up soon. You know, so it's possible I may okay. not be in Portland. I don't know. I may be up in uh, almost to Canada. He's up near Bellingham. Yeah, Bellingham. We know that. Kevin used to live up in there. Really? Right. Mount Vernon. Yeah. Ah, Mount, yeah. Mount Vernon. Pretty cool. We, um, yeah. Lisa and I got married in the tulip fields right there. Is that right? Yes. Beautiful place. Oh my God. It is. That is the, yeah. 
the second largest tulip growing area in the world, the largest outside of Holland. Yes. Right. Wow. Yeah. And then the weather's wonderful. And yes, it is. The people are great. Yeah, that's a it's fun just, place. Uh, and, the, and the kids are above average. Say it again. And the children are above average. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's from the old uh, Prairie Home Companion. Oh, there you go. Gar- yeah. Garrison Keeler. <laughs> Keeler, that's right. the one. Yeah, Garrison yep. Keeler. Right. Isn't uh, that was he was uh, that was Minnesota is where he was. Yes, yeah. and I, I was Lake just Obagar. up there. Yeah, I was just up there for my uh, wife's uh, family reunion, and yeah, yeah, that. Lake living near out there in Minnesota is something too. Yeah. I, I get him confused with the Motel Six guy. <laughs> yes. Didn't, who was that? Soft spoken uh, people. Didn't he do some I kind of show that. that was similar to that? Tom Tom Bodine? Is that right? Tom Bodette. Tom Bodette. Yeah. 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 I get those two yeah. confused. I don't know why. Well, Tom Bodette was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me for a long time. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. He's done different appearances at different places. And uh, we'll leave the lights on for you. Yeah. 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 Prairie Mm -hmm. Home Companion. Man, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're gone now. I know. What should I say? I know. Kind of like click and clack. Kind of. Kind of like, yes, but you can listen to Click and Clack on podcasts anytime you want. They stream all the time, and I love those guys. I know. Yeah. They were so good. <laughs> yep. We need to bring back well, a lot I think of those gonna... old good radio personalities. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we're doing as much as we can in we're the trying. truck side of it. That's right. We're trying. But we we're working with not much talent. <laughs> yeah, but we we have enthusiasm to make up for the lack talent. of talent. Oh, we have lots of enthusiasm. Yes, we do. Lots of enthusiasm. Right. Far out. I'm living off of your talent, so whatever I got to do. All right, buddy. Well, I think we're going to sign this off and call it a day, and we'll do it again next Thursday. Right. Sounds, sounds like a plan. You have a great day. We'll talk to you all later. Have a great week. Thanks. <laughs>